Good morning. This morning's reading is taken from John chapter 10, verses 1 to 10. The Good Shepherd and His Sheep. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees didn't understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Amen. So grateful to Mark and to Helen for helping us this morning in different parts of the service. And Helen will be leading in our prayers later on as well. Now, we're the second in our series at the start of this new year about invitations of Jesus. And today, the invitation is that Jesus invites you to abundant life. The thief comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that they may have life or that you may have life and have it to the full. Now, those of you with good memories may recall that I spoke about these words back in May last year at the earlier stages of the pandemic. I talked in some detail about the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and then about our discovery of abundant life in Jesus by trusting, listening, and serving. And when I looked again at that talk earlier this week, I thought it was quite appropriate to the time back in May that it covered the text within its context quite well. And therefore I say, why do I return to these words today? Well, quite simply because Scripture is a living word. And sometimes there are moments when familiar passages speak to us in new ways. Sometimes we do have to come again and again to the same words to really hear what God is saying to us about them. And I think that's especially true of these words at this time. Back in May, there was still the expectation that the coronavirus pandemic would be relatively short-term. Yes, there was talk of a second wave, but it wasn't at the forefront of our minds, and we certainly didn't expect it to be more serious than the first wave. The focus of, the, of that time was very much, when will we return to face-to-face -face conversation and activity? When will we worship together again in church? And now we find ourselves in a different place. We do indeed celebrate the incredible achievements of those who've been creating vaccines to protect against coronavirus in its various forms. We do indeed anticipate a time when we can enjoy greater freedom to meet in person. 
But meanwhile, we find ourselves under very tight restrictions again and hugely concerned for the overwhelming strain on our hospitals and the continuing rise in numbers of those who are seriously ill and tragically those who have died. Now the image which comes particularly to my mind at the moment is that of a maze. I'm sure that most if not all of you will have enjoyed the fun of being in a maze and trying to find your way out. Maybe you've been part of a group and you were all in different parts of the maze and you were calling out to one another trying to find that way to the central point or maybe finding the way to the exit. It seems to me that we are currently stuck, as it were, in the maze of life, going up some dead ends, not sure the way forward and certainly not sure of the way out. And I believe that God is wanting to hear, wanting us to hear at this moment, a very special word that our primary concern should not be to find the way out of the maze but to experience the abundant life of Jesus here and now within the maze. None of us knows how much things are going to get worse in our hospitals before they begin to get better. None of us knows the full social, mental, economic and emotional impact of this particular pandemic. None of us knows how long restrictions will last when children will return to school, when we can gather again in smaller groups or in larger congregations, and when indeed we'll be able to sing together. None of us knows these things. But we do believe that there is a way through. We also have a sense that things will be quite different in the future. But at the moment we are in the maze, and the way out is not clear. So what do we do? Jesus wants us to know and to experience his abundant life right where we are today. Wherever we position ourselves in the maze of life, however difficult it might be and whatever our struggles. Some of you may have come across the writings of Dawn McCover, a popular inspirational author. This is one of her poems. I will not die an unlived life. I will not live in fear of falling or catching fire. I choose to inhabit my days, to allow my living to open me to be less afraid, more accessible, to loosen my heart until it becomes a wing, a torch, a promise. I choose to risk my significance, to live so that which came to me as a seed goes on next as blossom, And that which came to me as blossom goes on as fruit. Living in such a way as to grow and expand emotionally and spiritually. Living an abundant life to the full. I love the phrase at the beginning of that poem. I choose to inhabit my days and allow my living to open me. To open me. Will you allow the Spirit of God to open your heart to an abundance of life today? Jesus says to you today, I have come so that you may have life and have it to the full. Hear these words this morning as if you've never heard them before. The New Living Translation says, My purpose is to give them a rich, 
full and satisfying life. The Passion Translation says, but I've come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in all its fullness until you overflow. Isn't that amazing? The word translated abundant does mean overflowing. It means more than what is necessary. And in a way, this invitation of Jesus links to what we heard two weeks ago in our text for the year about the rivers of living water flowing from those who come to Jesus and drink of his life-giving water. And the idea of an abundance of overflowing water and the abundance of life in this message is very similar. And the word translated life here is the Greek word zoe. It means a life that is nurtured and sustained by God's own life. God-sourced, God-infused, God-sustained life. That life which was glimpsed so briefly in the Garden of Eden, that life which is anticipated so often in the prophets, that life which is seen in the book of Revelation as a foretaste of heaven, but supremely that life which is demonstrated in the purpose and the work of Jesus Christ. He came to live an abundant life. In the opening part of John's Gospel, John wrote in John 1 and verse 4 of Jesus, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. But we do need to remember that Jesus actually lived his life in what was a deep and dark maze. The plot was thickening all the time. The hostility of the religious leaders, the suspicion from the Roman authorities, the waywardness of the disciples. So many times the way forward was not clear. Jesus lived with the childhood experience of having been a refugee in a strange land. He lived with questions about his identity and hurtful comments about his background. He was misrepresented. He was misunderstood. He was rejected. He was betrayed. He was abandoned. And yet he lived life to the full. And for us today, living an abundant life from Jesus is not to be living above our circumstances, as if somehow we pretend that everything is not really what it is. But rather living an abundant life from Jesus is living within our circumstances. Within the pain and the hardship. Within the loneliness and the fear, we provide space for Jesus to be present and to empower us to grow in faith and character right where we are. Lost as might seem within the complex and puzzling maze of life. Jesus, who turned water into wine, wants to transform the dark struggles of our life on our own into a joyful experience of life with him. And he wants us to know that now. Sometimes I hear people say, my life will begin when? And then there are all kinds of words that come after the when, it might be something to do with getting married. It might be something to do with children. It might be something to do with a better job or something to do with new treatment or something to do with moving house or whatever it is. It's almost as if we park our lives in some kind of emotional car park waiting for a different day to come. 
And indeed, the temptation now is to say, my life will begin when I have had the vaccine, when restrictions are lifted, when I can hug my grandchildren again. But Jesus says, your abundant life can begin now. Moses spoke to the Israelite nation shortly before he died. In the words of Deuteronomy 30, verses 19 and 20. And he said, this day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live, that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice, hold fast to him, for the Lord is your life and he will give you many years in the land he swore to your fathers. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And just as Moses invited the people of Israel to choose life, to come into the presence of the Lord, the giver of life, Jesus invites you and me into his abundant life now. He wants us to know it. That's why he came. So I wonder what are the words that you might use to describe your life at this point in time? before you came into this service, or yesterday, or last week? How would you describe your life? Would you use positive words? Would you describe it as exciting and fulfilling and uh, just full of joy and peace? Or would you describe it in a more negative way, as anxious, as fearful, as tired, as restricted? What adjectives would you use to describe your life? What words do you think Jesus would want you to be able to use as you describe your life today? As he offers you the invitation of abundant life? Surely he would want you to use words that express that confidence of faith and trust in him that peace which comes through knowing him, that joy which is part of living for him and serving him. Pray now that the Spirit of God will infuse the life of Jesus into your life today. As I pray that that will happen in my life today. There may be some of you who need to put your trust in Jesus for the very first time here and now. Maybe you've been listening to online services for some months. But now is the moment when God is speaking more deeply. And you know that you really need to trust in Jesus. And he invites you to welcome him, to receive him as your savior, to forgive you of what is wrong. And to be your Lord and your friend today. Or maybe you need to reaffirm your faith in him now and uh, just really believe that where you are in this moment in time, he can bring the abundance of his life into your life. And so join me in prayer as whoever we are and wherever we are, we come before God. Lord Jesus, you live within the very heart of me and you are always alive in me. Now I pray, will you live out your life through me? 
Will you live out from me your love and your compassion, your kindness and your truth, your confidence in God and your joy in life? Lord, bring me to life today. Bring me to the fullness of life, which brings glory to you. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.